This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, it sucks right now. And yes, I know I'll miss it. Shit. Plus, this is never alone. Teresa brought donuts. And we talked to Janet Manley about her Rompers digital series following five women's attempts to conceive called Trying. Woo! Teresa! Yes. How are you? I am okay. (laughs) Great! (laughs) Yeah. A little of this, a little of that. (laughs) Stir it all together. And you Equal have... sign, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is some delicious bowl of okay. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit excited this morning because Oscar, my middle child, my four and a half year old, started a new school today and he has been home for three weeks in Ooh. between schools Ooh. and he's been counting down the days. Oh, yeah. And it's just cute because... He like the day finally came and he's still excited. Like I was a little yeah. bit worried. Like oh, he's like counting down the days and that's kind of like building it up too much. And yeah. he's gonna by the end he's gonna be like I I like staying home. I stay home now. And that <laughs> right. didn't happen. That didn't happen. He's like he's on off on his way. I dropped him off this morning. Aww. Curtis came along to say goodbye and he was when we left he was playing and he was happy and I'm just super excited for him. It's a new place and I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic about it, and I'm I'm just feeling that like milestone moment nice. today. So I brought donuts for everyone here at the studio at Max Fun, which is something I used to do regularly. <laughs> and then my life has gotten huh. so crazy that yeah. I stopped even like thinking about things I could Others. do that would be nice. <laughs> Um, but this morning, I, I I saw a break in the clouds for Aww. a moment, and I thought I would fill that break with donuts. You should always fill breaks with donuts. Right? Yeah. As opposed to okay soup. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. How are you, Biz? Okay. I am, I'm, I'm supposed to be good because for the first time in, in like nine years, both of my children, Katie Bell, fourth grade, Ellis in like official preschool, preschool, uh, are at school five days a week. Full whoa. days. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa and whoa. Speaking like, of really. Yeah. Speaking of counting down the days. Yeah. Summer has just been a like, I can tolerate this shit show <laughs> because in like X, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be all yes. by myself. So good. I'm not because Wait, what? Stefan, as I mentioned the other day, has quit his job and is in transition. Mm. And it's all going to be fine. Isn't there a place where he can go? <laughs> he's home. He's doing he's that. Up. It's literally like opening your door <laughs> until like, oh, oh hi. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks because like I know. We should be using this time to be, Mm -hmm. like, watching movies, rekindling, you know, the fire. Basically, we just have, like, look at all this day-day time we have. Yeah. But I'm having the complete opposite reaction of, like, it is, A, it's kind of quiet. Yeah. And quiet doesn't feel quiet if you're by yourself. Right. Quiet feels great when you're by yourself to me. Yeah. Quiet feels like, like, I I'll be like in the kitchen getting something and I'll look up. He's just staring. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, I, stop 
looking at me yeah. or like like am i supposed to be spending our my time here with you are we supposed to be like playing or uh, are are we office yeah. mates are What's we stop watching me yeah. i just want to play Z-. and he's like that'd be great if you played zelda i'm like eh, it feels uh, weird yeah, now if weird. i'm doing yeah. this and so i mean we've spoken about it and i i know it's I need- not the first time he's gonna hear you say this on the podcast right, right? and so i'm just <laughs> like i know this is another one of those i need to adjust mm-hmm. my mindset because yeah. i don't want i mean legitimately in a week he could be back to working like full time right and i would be like oh i we should have really you wasted you, that i time. really wasted yeah. that time yeah so you I, guys need like a little schedule we need you a need little to, like schedule. schedule a date for wednesday or yeah. something right and then like plan that and then like because I'm also thinking, like, if you're going to, like, I, I we've talked about on the show how we have, like, our body clock almost. Yeah. And, like, we can't relax during the day sometimes yeah. because we, like, have to use that time to get stuff done. And if you, like, right. enjoy too much early in the day <laughs> and then you have to go pick up kids. Yeah, and, like, like ah. start, it's like, it's everything is, like, in the wrong order. Right. Like, it's you have like to, drinking like, grapefruit juice after milk or yes, something. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I can see that being awkward yeah. where you're like, should we be having fun right now? Yeah. This is weird. But, like, maybe... Maybe if you just schedule it. Yeah, we're going to try this better. week. We're going to try some yeah. scheduling. Good. We'll see what happens. But it really reminded me of like, there's so many times during the day, especially in the evening, where I'm yeah. like, I, you know, man, at four o'clock, I'm always like, I wish Stefan was yeah, calm. Right. And now he is. And I'm like, yeah. you are in my way. Um, and I don't know what you should be doing. And I don't know what I'm supposed yeah. What are our responsibilities? It's yeah. very much a be careful what you wish for right. because you just might get it. And then not know what to do with it, which I think ties in really nicely to what we are talking about today, which is struggling with the now, knowing we might miss it later. Ugh. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Just going to start this off really focusing on you. Oh, Okay. (laughs) I'm going to re-ask this question. Okay. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I have been thinking a lot about how, like, kind of angry I've become (laughs) at how this dynamic of Mm. my life just being so relentless right now with parenting and feeling like I don't know what it is I want to be different because it just feels so relentless and what the like the only kind of like light at the end of the tunnel I can see is like when people say like oh when they're older (laughs) they'll be able to do all this stuff and you won't have to do all this stuff for them right one side of the coin there's that yeah and like and also just like it's kind of like the enjoy it while like enjoy every moment type thing because like eventually it won't, like I know that it won't always be this way. That's the comfort that I get when I that's the comfort that right. I give myself when I'm like trying to deal with how crazy everything yeah. is every day all the time. I'm like, well, it won't always be this way. But then 
I'm mad because I feel like it won't always be this way. And the reason it won't always be this way is because they'll be grown up. And like, that yeah. feels like so unfair. Like, I feel like it's a, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it, it's, it's like a weird guilt mixed with longing yeah. mixed with, but right now I, I can't, why do I have to do this? Yeah. yeah like, no, I, this is, this is good. It's like, I mean, it's not good, but yeah. I, this is something I feel like we should talk about. And I definitely feel guilty about having this complaint because I feel like I should be enjoying every moment. And there are a lot of moments to enjoy. Sure. But sometimes there's just so much to do all the time that never ends. Stops. Like we we were talking recently on the show. Um, I think it was the Genius Fail Spectacular where, or maybe it was the show before where they forgot the sound machine. Yeah. And like all those steps that they went through with the sound machine. Yeah. And I was saying how... Like I would have just like let that the the memory of all those steps go because like I can't hold on to that. Right. Like and that's kind of my daily life has gotten so jammed with like this happened and then this interrupted that and then this interrupted that, which led to this and that and that and that and that. And then I kind of worked my way back to that thing that I was supposed right. to be doing in the first place, but then there wasn't time for that. So I did some other thing and then oh my God, this crazy disaster happened yeah. that nobody would have expected and made me forget all the... I mean, it was like, yeah. that's that's like, I know I'm being really vague, but like, it that applies, that scenario yeah. applies to like every day, everything that I'm doing all the time. And that's the part that makes me, that makes it hard to like yeah. focus on enjoying. Right. Do you know what I mean? No, I, yes. And... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, but, but also like, I, I, I like look at each of my kids and I'm like treasuring them so much. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. like, don't, don't go anywhere. I like, know. don't change from like this amazing, perfect human that you are. Right. Right. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. It was making me, your description made me think of like dominoes that have yes. been set up. Yes. And then like they kind of start and then they go really fast. Yeah. And by the time you, you know, it's sort of like, am I supposed to rebuild these from where they fell or do I go back to the beginning and start? Like, am I trying to keep up yeah. with them as they fall? Yeah. And then by the time you get back to the beginning, you're like, how was this fucking set up? Yeah. I don't even fucking know. Yeah. I feel like that is like the constant paradox mm -hmm. right like or one of the 18 million mm -hmm. like things that were in i i was having a moment the other day where all i could think about was that question we've talked about how does anybody do anything yeah. and i it really began to like overtake my mm. mind the sincere thought mm. of when i think about all the things that I need to do for my kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about, like, creating fun for them even. I'm no. talking about, like, all the appointments, all yeah. the drop-offs, yeah. lunches, doctor forms, forms, yeah. blah, blah, whatever, just, yeah. like, the day-to-day, -day, yeah. staying on top of how much have they done of this, what do they need of this, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And I think, you know, and I'm working, like, part-time, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think the way our world is set up mm -hmm. – just how are we supposed to do this? I don't know. I mean, like it's really like, yeah, we are. We have set it up so that this thing of parenting is just a big, stressful, awful knot. Yeah, that we're will never have the full time to unravel. 
Right. Because of all this light stuff that we also have to do because right. we're people. And it's one or the other is suffering, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it feels like you just have to give up on stuff. Yeah. Which I also hate. I also feel guilty yeah. about that. But, like, I don't want to give up on being good at emails. I don't yeah. want to give up on the house. I don't yeah. want to give up on things that make me happy. Yeah. And I will... Or, like, projects that my kids have wanted to, to do, do with me that, like, are good ideas. Yes. And people are like, well, why don't you guys work on blah, blah, blah? That would be so great for whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I would love to, but how? Yeah, how? Because like, it's going to be when? stopped yeah. or interrupted yeah. or it's not going to be right. Yeah. And I'm, it's no longer being able to have, like, linear thought is what it feels like, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like... And then it comes back to that guilt of, I, I do this with like, you know, like Ellis again, so yeah. loud, so much. Or I'll watch Katie Bell, who we're trying to help, but it's obviously just triggering pressure for her and making right. her stressed out. And then I step back and I'm like, okay, you know, she's yeah. only nine. He's only four, yeah. you know. And and then they're my perfect, precious, look at these like yeah. magical yeah. beings that are in my house. They're yeah. so amazing. But that never can last long enough for me not to be like, stop touching that thing. <laughs> yeah. Or like, just get off. I yeah. have like a bruise on my leg right now yeah. that is probably three inches by three inches. It uh -huh. is as dark as it oh can God. be. I have no idea where it came right. from. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it has come from being stepped on yes. as a parent. Yes. I mean, it is definitely, but yeah. like... I feel some sense of loss there mm -hmm. that I have no idea where it came from. Right. And it's going to keep being stepped on. Yeah. And I, I want to, like, tell Ellis to not step on me anymore. Yeah. But simultaneously, I have that moment of one more hug, one more yeah. cuddle, one yeah. more. He needs this. I yeah. need to do And I need it. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't. There's no answer to this. I mean, I feel yeah. like people have tried to answer it with all yeah. the books and yeah. all the, like, enjoy the movie. Yeah. Like, you know, all yeah. of that. Yeah. We have been trying. I feel like as a, like a collection of parenting books, yeah. we've been trying. But I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I think that when people say to enjoy every moment, mm-hmm. Number one, I understand that it's meant well. So I'm going to say some mean stuff about that, about that, but I don't mean that anybody is doing it intentionally. Right. Okay. But it makes me so mad and so defensive and makes me feel guilty yeah. and like I'm doing a bad job whenever anyone says it to me, no matter what, even though... And you guys know this. You listen to the show every week. I do enjoy yeah. a lot. A about lot more my than kids. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really yeah. do. But no matter about all my enjoyment, I still feel weird and bad and like I'm not doing yeah. enough when people say that to me. And I think that it's a thing that we're doing. And I'm like, when we say that to people, I understand where it's coming from because we're trying to fix this problem yeah. of one minute it's going to be gone and you can't do anything about that. But it just like misses the mark. Like yeah. it's not that it just isn't effective at what we're saying it for. Like you'd be better off just saying like notice some stuff right now. Yeah. About your kids. Oh, interesting. Or like 
Something more specific, because you can't tell someone to have a feeling. No. You can't tell someone to enjoy something. Right. That is so filled with judgment. Yeah. And it doesn't work. But, like, notice a few things. Or, like, even even I feel like don't worry so much. Even though that is, like, yeah, a fraud that's hard too. thing yeah. and, like, is hard. Like, I just feel there's, there's like, some other... Can it just be think this is really difficult? Can it be, like, this is a really difficult time? Would that be bad? Because I feel like the line, mm-hmm. you'll... It'll be gone. It goes so fast, whatever. That it's dismissive of the stress and the the relentlessness of it. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's why we are always like, I love my kids, but you know what I mean? As a society. Yeah. We certainly don't do that on this show. But you know what I mean? Like, that's why we as a society, especially as like the mother role, (laughs) whatever the primary caregiver role is supposed to be constantly apologizing yeah. for not enjoying it, right? right? Because because of this sort of line. So yeah. why do we have to say anything? If you come to me, I mean, yeah. like when you come to me like on a text or like whatever, and you yeah. say, this is like relentless and this is happening, this is yeah. awful. My instinct would not be to say, you know, it's going to pass or right. you'll miss these days. Yeah. Because, A, probably because of the show and talking about this so yeah. much. But, like, my response, I feel like it should be, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's awful. <laughs> right? But, I mean, because, like, yeah. I feel like we do we no need to fi- acknowledge. There's no fix, right? Yeah, do we that's need actually to such a good point. Because there's no way to fix the fact that later we'll miss this. Yeah. That's never going to change. That's going to happen nothing... and it's going to be awful. Yeah. There's going to fucking hate it. There's nothing we can yeah. probably really do now yeah. to change that, right? Oh, I really filled up my bucket, guys. <laughs> when they go to college, I'm great. Definitely not going to miss them or wish I was helping them with something. Absolutely not. Because they filled that bad boy up by tolerating things that felt relentless through their youth. Yeah, you're right. There's yeah. no... So maybe that I, is just we totally... We should just fucking stop... We should just stop doing Acknowledging that. Yeah. We know it's the truth. Yeah. And I feel like you're right. It's one of those things that comes out, especially, I think, especially from people who we don't know. Right. It's a very like it's like easy yes. like it's a relative that you don't really yes. see very yes. often, or it's a stranger in a grocery store. Yes. That's where I get mine the most. Yes. You know, it's it usually comes from somebody that we don't know. Yeah. Which I always makes the judgment feel worse because you want to be like you don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> I do love my children. Yeah. I just I'm so tired. Right. Yeah. Like. I, so maybe we just have to, like, work on not saying that to people. I just think yeah. we should be, like, really honest with people. How are you? It fucking sucks right now. Oh, I'm sorry. It, obviously it does. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. But I agree. Yeah. It's not, the core of this is the missing it one day, yeah. the days passing too fast, they're gone in a blink of an eye, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah is not changeable and how we handle that is not something that we can know now and it does not delete the feelings of the relentlessness because i think that's such a good word that we have now nor does it mean that we are not acknowledging that we love these children yeah well great 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 okay (laughs)
Support for One Bad Mother comes in part from Audible. Audiobooks are a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, road tripping, enjoying downtime outdoors, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like, oh, I don't know, American Housewife by my sister Helen Ellis. <laughs> Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobook in their store, regardless of price, and unused credits roll over to the next month. Don't like your audiobook? You can exchange it, no questions asked. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash badmother or text badmother to 500-500 to get started. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. I mentioned that Oscar was home for a few weeks in between schools. He no longer naps for the most part. And Curtis, my 19-month-old, of course, does take a midday nap. But there was this one day where Oscar just really needed to nap. I could just tell he needs to nap today. Like, he had been up late and yeah. had gotten up at, like, 5. And he was just, ar- like, his, you could just tell it, like, something needed to happen. And I was like, could I do this? Ooh. I don't know. Like, Weird. maybe I could do this. So but they share a room. And I was like, I don't want to, like, ruin Curtis's nap. I don't want to, like, I don't, I just didn't, I yeah. just, I didn't want to, like, create drama, but I was like, <laughs> I feel like I can do this. Also, Oscar, like, I ha- he needed convincing because he doesn't normally take a nap, so even just to get him to lay down. Yeah. But I just used my powers of persuasion, oh. I guess you would say. Yeah. And I somehow was able to get them to take a nap together in the same room, four and a half and one and a half. In the middle of the day at the same time. And then I just had free time in the middle of the day. What? Yeah. It was just a really, like, I can do it. Like, it made me feel like, yeah, I can do anything. Like, I'm really good at this. You're really good. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You have filled your bucket so you will not miss that aspect of it later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so last week, first week of free time, not so free because my loving husband is there. We did sit down and binge watch like three episodes of Glow. Oh, yeah. Like in the middle of the day at full volume. Oh, yeah. And that was really good. So nice. And I cannot recommend that show enough. Yeah, it's a great show. So fucking good. Yeah. Hello, I'm calling with a genius. Um, So my daughter is uh, five years old, and when she first started having solid foods, um, I gave her these little toddler snack bars, and she got kind of attached to that particular brand and flavor, and they became hard to find for some reason, stores stopped carrying that brand, and I started having to order them online, and they were expensive, and I found that I was doing it even past the toddler stage because she liked them, (laughs) so why change it? 
Well, I now have a one-year-old little boy, and here I am trying desperately to find these bars for him. And then I realized he doesn't need that brand. (laughs) He doesn't really eat them anymore. So I bought a different brand in different flavors, and I mix it up, and I give it to him, and he loves them, and it's great. And I don't have to go out of my way and spend extra to get the certain brand anymore because he's not as picky as her, at least not yet. So that's my genius. Thanks for the show. Bye. Whoa, so good. So good. Set yourself free. Set yourself free of snack bars. Of course, now she's going to be like obsessively like making sure that he tries a bunch of different ones. (laughs) I love it. But that's so good. Uh, You are doing an amazing job. Yeah, you are. So good. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Many of you may know that my husband, Jesse, is also a podcaster, and he hosts a few different shows, one of which, Jordan Jesse Go, records once a week, much like our show does. And for a really long time, the show recorded on Thursday nights. For the past three years or so, it has recorded on Sunday nights. I, without fail, forget... Mm. Every Sunday yeah. that my husband will be leaving at about 6.15, 6.30 p.m. to go to the studio with Jordan to record their show for the week. I mean, literally, I'm talking about like 95% yeah. of the time I don't realize he's going to do that until he's walking out oh. the door. It's amazing and It's, I don't know how to ever fix it, but I have three children. So if you're, if my partner leaves at six o'clock in the evening on any night of the week, it changes my night. Yeah, it does. And it's something I do better if I'm a little bit more like mentally prepared for that. I think there's, I think your mind set up a very specific wall with purpose. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So total, I don't even yeah. know what to say about it. I don't yeah. either. I Well, I have a few things I can say. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't be that friend. <laughs> no. Nope. I'll be a, a one bad mother. Thank Keep you. Keep it short. Yep. Well, you are doing awful. I know. I'll say that instead. You're doing Wait. horrible. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This relates so well to our topic of just the relentlessness and then, well, kind of. It maybe ties more in with my constant state of feeling like everything I once loved has fallen away from me outside of my children and family. The outside of my house is awful. Oh. Like, everything's dead mm-hmm. and dying. The porch, we have a beautiful porch. It's the whole reason we have this house is this porch. It is so dirty <laughs> and cobwebby and, like, it looks like no one lives in the house. <laughs> it is so And every day I get out of the car and I think, this week I just need to come and clean this and get some plants that'll stay alive, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't. And then repeat. Right. And then on repeat. Yeah. And you get to be faced with that. Every time I come in and out of the house. Yeah. I just would like that to be different. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You suck. I do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) 
Hi, Business Teresa. This is definitely a fail. So we've been invited to a wedding. It's my child's first wedding, and we keep saying, oh, it's your first wedding. Um, and he's been asking lots of questions about getting married and who will he marry. And I've been giving him the generic answers of you'll meet somebody and you'll want to be a family and then you'll get married. Well, where will I live when I get married? And I tell him, well, you'll have your own house and you'll have your own family. And we just keep talking about it, and he does not want to go to this wedding. And I found out today that it's because he thinks that he has to get married at this wedding. And he's five, and he told me today, Mommy, I don't want to get married. I want to stay and live with you. So my poor, poor child has spent all of this time thinking that I'm marrying him off and sending him out into the world at five years old to have his own family, and I feel terrible. But now that he knows he doesn't have to marry anybody, he's really excited to eat cake and go dancing. So that is my giant fail where I've psychologically scarred my child about marriage at five years old. You are doing a great job. Thanks. Bye. That's amazing. That is so Good. Yeah. And at least, I will say, yeah, you're doing a horrible job. Yeah. But at least you kind of found out about yeah, it. Yeah, as opposed yeah, yeah. to just being one of those scenarios yeah. in which your kid at 26 says, I thought this my yeah. whole life. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. again, like my mother and never letting me see the very end of Poltergeist. Right. Like, what? The house disappeared? Yeah. So, like... Yeah. I mean, this kind of stuff happens in our house all the time because I'm always struggling with, like, well, what what is the background that my kid has for this question that they're asking me? Like, when <laughs> right. if a kid is like, what's a wedding? Like, I wouldn't think of this. This wouldn't be my first answer, but thinking about it now, we should really just be saying it's a party where we get to have cake and dance. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we should be saying because that's what it's going to mean to them. Yeah. Like, for a five-year-old going to yeah. a wedding, that's what it's going to be like for them. Yeah. So that should be our answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> Let's just, let's rewrite the answers to all important questions. And hopefully the answer is always, there'll be a party and cake. Yeah. Hashtag cake parenting. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing awful. Yes. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem. Support for One Bad Mother comes in part from Simple Contacts, a convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder contacts from anywhere in minutes. If you need to renew your prescription, you can take a five-minute vision test from your phone or computer. It's reviewed by a licensed doctor. You receive a renewed prescription and reorder your contacts. Have an unexpired prescription? Just upload a photo or your doctor's information and order your lenses. This isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, but it is very handy in the meantime. Get $20 off your first contacts order at simplecontacts.com slash badmother or just enter code badmother at checkout. Teresa, let's call someone today. Woo! 
This week, we are talking to Janet Manley, who is a senior features editor at Romper, the leading publisher for Millennial Moms. Manley was previously senior editor at Sparknotes. She has worked as an editor for Penguin and has been published by The New Yorker, Elle Magazine, The Hairpin, and Racked, among other outlets, and has a column at McSweeney's. Yay, McSweeney's! We are excited to have her here to talk about Romper's digital series following five women's attempts to conceive. Welcome, Janet! Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> we are so excited to have you here. And before we get into the series, which is called Trying, I wanted to ask you what we ask our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Uh, so I live with my husband uh, in Brooklyn, and we have a three-year-old daughter, Scout. And we have, I think I'm going to call him a one-and-a-half-year-old, Jaffe, <laughs> uh, a little son. I feel like we need to establish the ages when they're in that those in between ages. Oh yeah, there's. Are you apologizing in- for saying the half? <laughs> yeah, because I say the half of all the. I even when my daughter was six and a half, I said six and a half. <laughs> I, I can't stop myself. Well, that and they're not going to let you. Like my right. kids, it's if they so heard important. You, half, yeah. It's half. Yeah. I mean, it's all even like yeah. if it's two days before their birthday. <laughs> I am four and a half. Yeah. I'm like, well, technically. Yeah. It's very important for their yeah. repertoire, right? Yes. Like, very different set of songs that we're singing now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very yeah. different, you know, nudie runs are a different, yeah. different at different ages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. I also feel like I need to be really clear about how long I've been working at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you deserve just, that extra six months. That is You correct. give yourself that extra six months. <laughs> Let's get into the series trying. I, I was so excited when we discovered this series. It is such an incredibly powerful series about these women trying to conceive. And they are each so different in, in their experiences and their history, which really lets me as a reader, you know, one of the things we like to do on the show is really remind ourselves we don't know where people are coming from. We don't know what their experiences are and we should uh, as much as we can. It's helpful uh, to yeah. kind of try and step in other people's <laughs> shoes. Or as I like to find out on my own all the time, oh, my God, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know. I, now I know. I'm so happy to know. And so you get to share a lot of these ex- emotional experiences with them. But, like, it's probably better for you to explain and set up what trying is all about. So so take us through it and how it came about. So, yeah, we, we talk about trying to conceive a little bit on the site, but we don't, we didn't really have a space to explore it without looking at the end result, which I think is how we like to look at things. Like, well, you know, how long did it take? And then how many kids do you have or whatever? Once you get past that stage, as we think of it, um, I think it's very easy to kind of lose your sense of, what it involved, how you felt, the experiences that your friends and family actually are maybe going through. Mm-hmm. So we have these five women who every month are blogging about their experiences trying to conceive. And so, you know, I'll often get an email from one of them when they turn in their column saying like, sorry, you know what happened this month? <laughs> you know, it's always the opposite of the case. Sometimes the month where it's just a very, some sort of emotional journey is going to resonate far more strongly with our audience than, you know, the obvious big bangs of, you know, reaching whatever milestone along the way. 
one of the ones that touched me so much was one of the women. Uh, she was, I guess it's her four-month post, and she's talking about depression. And yeah. it, it was... I wish I had the quote in front of me, but she, it just was like such a perfect summation of the, you know, here's, it's like, that's what it was. She said she was like being in a fog where even though it's the same road you've driven every single day, you know, every turn by heart, when there's fog, you suddenly start to question everything and you really can only deal with what's right in front of you. And she said that's how her depression felt, that like suddenly everything familiar felt like a fog and she could only deal with what was right in front of her and I was like oh my god that is so perfect and then in relation to being pregnant I thought oh that's such a powerful statement of I'm supposed to be feeling this way but I'm actually feeling this way and I just these women have such different experiences or, or or even just different histories like what they're bringing into into this can you talk a little bit about how these women were chosen yeah yeah absolutely yeah, i think you're right i think that we especially when we use the term infertility or infertile we assume that it's a very like agreed upon state or <laughs> right of, no yeah you're right <laughs> right like we all we all go into it we sort of dust off our reproductive systems and think like I'll give it a shot um, <laughs> and then you know a year later if if nothing is happening that's when we you know you often start getting into diagnoses and so on um, and so we wanted to put together a group of women who could speak to a very wide range of experiences um, as you say. So we put out a public call for people to send in their stories and got just these incredible, very detailed histories from people that were uh, incredibly moving and highly scientifically literate. Like people, I know. Uh, when, you're, when you're going through this, you, you are like a NASA scientist. You understand so very well the, you know, the chemistry and all the different pieces. And so out of out of all of the people who wrote to us, it was really tough, but we um, chose five women, you know, with different backgrounds. So, you know, one of our triads already has a toddler um, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, has been having trouble getting pregnant a second time. Another one of our triads was undergoing IVF with her wife. They both underwent IVF and she miscarried the same week that her wife delivered their son and so she's looking at trying IVF again um, and now has a baby. One of our triads miscarried, which, you know, 25, up to 25% of pregnancies, right? And yeah. then miscarried. So very, very common. Uh, we, we're talking about it more, I think, than we were. But her experience is very, you know, very widespread. So she's blogging about continuing to try after that experience. Um, and then we have a triad who has polycystic ovarian syndrome, which, again, is very common, uh, as many as 10% of women in the U.S. Um, experience it. And we have a tryout with hypothalamic amenorrhea. So, you know, everything that we understand about trying to get pregnant, you know, with our star charts and uh, plotting everything, um, you know, it's all thrown for a loop when, there, you know, if you don't have a period, you yeah. don't know when you're ovulating. Like every all the apps, everything is geared toward this kind of very simple idea of like, just gotta line, line it up and kick a goal. So they all speak to these very different pieces of it, you know, medical and non, you know, some of them are introverted, some of them are extroverted, but they're all talking about this publicly every month. And it's so generous of them because it, this is, 
I think that's what I like so much about these pieces is that it is this really wide range of experiences and it serves as such an amazing reminder that we all are not the same person <laughs> that like yeah. society has said, this is what all, you know, this is what all people do. This is what all women do. This is what all mothers do. And this is how you do it. And this is the right way to do it. And if if you're not, and we don't even want to think about the fact that people might be doing it differently. <laughs> that would be so right. weird. That would be so odd. Um, and so it's so nice. Can we take that soundbite <laughs> just and use it and like apply it to like Everything. every show because that was really, really, really accurate. It is. Thank you. So here's I know how I have been impacted by by reading the series. So. You know, as the as the editor of this series, I, I was wondering how doing this sort of spearheading this has has it had any impact on you? Is there? Yeah, let's. I'm gonna start with that question. I have more that go with that, but yeah, how has this sort of impacted you, or has it not? <laughs> no, it absolutely has. You know, when I get um, the submissions in my inbox, the clicking on them. Oh. You know, yeah, it is. There's. I'm excited to see what's in there. I'm worried for what's in there. Uh, you know, you really, you really are going through this with these women, you know? And so we, one of our tries, Embria got pregnant, I think the second month of this project. And I was so, so excited for her, you know, so kind of relieved. And at the same time I had, you know, these kind of complicated feelings for the other women yeah. who are still trying, of course, you know, and they, uh, when we picked up the project, they all, flew to New York. Um, they were all here together. They all bonded over, you know, the horrors of Clomid and so on. So you really, you really are in it with them, at least as a spectator. So I find it very moving. Um, I am really excited for their stories every month. And it's very hard to take a step back actually as an editor and try and figure out like, well, what, what is the through line or what is, you yeah. know, it's, it's very tempting to jam things into a narrative that we already recognize. Mm. So letting the stories be what they are month to month, a lot of conflicting pieces, a lot of um, ups and downs and so on for each person, trying to help the story be as clear and um, engaging as it can be, but without messing with their stories is kind of what I think about every time I'm working on them. Well, that's really interesting because you talk about the narrative and you know, I, that would be a real challenge to have to, you know, I, it goes back to what we were just saying about this is the story and we're all supposed yeah. to know the story. And even though these women are all telling you different stories, like the urge to try and make it still be the story must be difficult. And I, and even with the best of intentions and what I, I love about by not sticking to the script, as it were, the honesty that comes through with this. Another one of the women wrote a thing about unfriending a friend of hers yes. because of her yes. pregnancy announcement, you know, as she's really wrestling and, and just, you know, that's a reality. And we don't like to think about that, that like, you know, we've talked about that on the show, that the weird balance of being excited about, uh, you know, uh, somehow getting a kid <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and <laughs> simultaneously, 
trying to be respectful of the struggle to get the kid. It's like you said at the beginning, we kind of forget the whole trying part and we only talk about what happens at the end, the end of the book. And, you know, it's, I don't think that's ever going to be an easy balance of emotional balance, but like the more we let people just say it, (laughs) I feel like maybe we can be like, okay, I can, I can be happy for you, but I don't want to fucking see it. You know what I mean? Like I had a friend who told me that I had a friend, she like went through a hysterectomy and we hadn't spoken in like two years. And she said, I'm sorry, I just haven't called you because I just was going through this and I wish I could have had kids. And I, you know, now I, I, I definitely can't. And I just didn't want to hear about your kids. And I was yeah, like, I didn't, didn't need that right now. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, I love you. Okay. Uh, fine. You can call <laughs> yeah. anytime. We don't have to talk about my kids. I'm so happy to not talk about my kids yeah. sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I guess what has the response from readers been? I think it's interesting that you mentioned that particular essay that got one of the strongest responses, I think, out of anything we've run for the project. It was so universal, even outside of specifically trying to get pregnant, actually. (laughs) really, We're all, you know, we all have a little, you know, spiteful little person within us. (laughs) Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) um, Yeah. And I I think also what was great about that was these writers, you know, not all of them are writers by trade, but they're wonderful writers and they're funny too. We we do say like they're struggling to conceive or they're struggling with uh, infertility. And that even in itself kind of puts them in a bit yeah. of a box. Like these women are funny and sad. Uh, they're going through all kinds of things at once. The conversations they have with their partners are really kind of, you know, lively and uh, challenging and so on. And I think that's, I think that's what people connect to because we do, obviously most of the people who read Rampa are parents already, but they are really into um, listening to these stories and seeing it all go down month after month. Um, and I think they're getting, I think the writers are all, or the women in the project are getting kind of used to having that space, I think, a little more. It's interesting watching them kind of realize that they have an opportunity each time to, you know, say whatever they do or want. Yeah, yeah, and that it's okay, you know, that like, yeah, you you actually can say whatever you want. <laughs> That's yeah. your experience. That is actually a true thing. Right. So... Uh, sort of last question, their experiences while coming into it are are different. I, I wonder if as they've been progressing along, if if there's been something that's become very universal between all of them. I mean, outside of the obvious trying to conceive <laughs> universal. Right. We're, but, yeah, we're all matching women in our, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beating our drums. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think actually envy has been a really um, interesting emotion that has absolutely struck a chord across all of them. Uh, I think the other piece of it that I've seen in all of these stories at every stage is the ambivalence, Hmm. whether you're pregnant, whether you're not, uh, even as you're trying, feeling like, yes, I said that I wanted a kid and I am trying. But at the same time, you can feel completely the opposite way Uh, at the same time. You can kind of resent trying not be sure if you actually want to keep trying like do you want to go through with the IVF um that's something that we've we've seen kind of each of them explore in a in a different way how interesting to have the like as readers we sort of we sort of are able to get this overall eye 
of these different experiences to be able to see these sort of universal sort of themes coming out that are totally logical. I mean, like, it's, I don't know what I was thinking the answer was going to be, but like <laughs> in the end, ambival- ambivalence, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. My, my everyday mood. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm like, yeah. that's the name of my memoir. Right. <laughs> also, I right. like funny and sad. That's also yeah, funny and sad is also good. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, this is. It's, there are there are friends, right? It's like yeah. If it's not me, it's someone I know. So that's <laughs> that's right. Well, Janet, thank you so much for joining us. We'll make sure that everybody can can find trying at uh, Romper uh, online. It is. We'll link everybody up in the show to it. It is, guys. This is. It's really a powerful collection of stories and such an opportunity to be reminded how you know, different our experiences are and that that's okay and and that there are lots of different ways to get a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know. Um, And uh, yeah, thank you so much for for joining us and for creating the series. Thank you. No, thank you guys so much for having me on um, and letting me talk about this. Oh, absolutely. Talk away. We got to talk it out all the time. Everyone's doing a great job. That's right. Everybody is doing a good job, and so are you. And uh, we will talk again soon, hopefully. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Max Fun listeners, have you been listening to Max Fun for a while and you've just been wondering, where's the new Flat Earth podcast I keep hearing about? Well, here it is. We give you all the facts on NASA's lies and how we know that the Earth is actually flat. Just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> this is Ono Ross and Carrie, and we join fringe religious groups. We undergo alternative medical treatments. And we hang out with people like 9-11 Truthers, Flat Earthers. We find out why do people believe strange things. We join them and we tell you all about it. We have a lot of fun. We make a lot of friends. Yeah, we do. We joined the Mormons. We joined the Scientologists. We got acupunctured. We got fire cupped. We got ear candled. We've done it all and we're gonna keep doing it all. Why don't you check out Ono Ross and Carrie at maximumfun.org? Hey there, folks. I'm writer and performer Dave Holmes, and I host International Waters, where we pair a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture trivia battle royale. Comedians like David Morgan. There's a magazine in the U.K. called Gay Times, and they do a naked issue. And for some reason, they asked me to do it, and I did. And my mum ended up buying a picture of me naked in a charity auction. Um, (laughs) Ophira Eisenberg. And so in the middle of the night, we took a push mower and mowed people's lawns and then left (laughs) messages on their windows in soap that said things like, the midnight mowers strike again, your ass is grass. And many more. Join us every other week on International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back. That was such a nice conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say again, 
check it out at uh, romper.com, uh, the trying series. You can't miss it. It's, <laughs> it's right there when you go on there. And remember to be nice to each other, guys. <laughs> That's what that interview reminds me to do. Uh-huh. You know what's also nice? That is listening to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, I am calling with a rant. Um, got a lot going on, but I'm just going to say my 18-month-old toddler is hitting that toddler phase um, where you know, everything is screaming. He won't wear his shoes. He won't wear his shirt. He needs to be in my arms. He needs me to stay with him at bedtime uh, for 30 minutes or more. Um, And it's obviously a really hard stage, but he's also 33 pounds. He's huge. He is huge and super strong and physically capable. And he's the kid at the top of the jungle gym and going down the biggest slide walking up and down stairs by himself. He has no fear. He runs away and he's practically faster than I am. And I'm just exhausted. I am exhausted and it is really hard and it is physically hard and it gets through my back out. And the truth is, I don't have time to stop. He needs me. And uh, just getting him dressed in the morning is a battle that takes everything out of both of us. Um, And if I don't dress him, he takes off his diaper and runs around naked. So that's also not an option. And it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm looking for a new job. Um, My husband's job is completely overwhelming. We have some travel coming up. Looking for school for my old daughter. Like, there's nothing easy about this stage. Um, oh, and we're not sleeping. So, but physically, it's uh, it's been a shock. <sighs> That's all. Calling to rant. <laughs> Hopefully, he gets through this leap sooner or later. I just want you to come sit in my lap. <laughs> come sit in my lap. I want to pay for you to get a massage. Oh, God. <laughs> a very gentle, yeah. relaxing, yeah. or just to sit in a spa, like to sit yeah. in a hot tub. Oh, yeah. You know, forever. How about all of the above? All of them. I yeah. got to tell you, again, you you could have reversed the order of the things you said yeah. in the skull. Start with not sleeping. <laughs> not Let's... sleeping. Very important. Yeah. The looking for the job, yeah. the partner with the overwhelming job, the new school, trying to find a school for your older kid. Mm-hmm. That is so much work. I don't it's think people, we forget. so much work. It's so and most of it doesn't pan out no, half the time. That's right. So it's like this work <laughs> that gets swallowed into the void. I know. And they work, may not. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to do it again. Yeah. And then on top of that, you've got the super physical 
18-month-old. Yeah. And what is so crazy about that is like, I love how you're like, he's at the top of the jungle gym. Yeah. We all know that kid, the kid who is physically yeah. way more advanced yeah. than the rest of it. Yes. Like he has physically yes. moved ahead yes. of the developmental stage of yeah. 18. So like yeah. mentally, he's still like, I want, you yeah. know, like all the stuff yeah. that 18 months old yeah. emotionally are developed yes. at. And uh, it's That's, like Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, which yeah, Gracie yes. is like super obsessed with the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies oh, yeah. and the sequels. And we just watched Honey, I Blew Up the Kid for movie <laughs> night a couple weeks ago. And you should watch it because maybe it'll make you laugh about your situation because it's a giant toddler. Yeah. And everybody's panicking yeah. about how do you deal with a giant toddler. toddler. It, it's uh, yeah. It's so hot. I mean, you it's, can't. You can't. Yeah. I, I think about what she said. I like that. Like, she's taking us through it. Yeah. And then you, like, as if it's a totally separate thing. Yeah. I have to dress him. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah. that's like its own category. Yeah. Like, just I, in case you forgot that toddlers need to get dressed. I have to help him get dressed. Yeah. And, and like, Ella's is such a physical kid. Yeah. And was that, where it's just like, you you it's as if you've yeah. been through a wrestling match. It's it as is. if you've been trying yeah. to dress five cats in one outfit. Right. You're gonna leave beat up. Yeah. You're not gonna feel good yeah. after getting your kid dressed. And then it's the mental energy yeah. too, more even I mean it's because like all once, of it. Yeah, because yeah. once you've done it like four or five times, yeah. you know what's coming. Right. So right. there's no like maybe yeah. it'll be different this time. And we're in that stage too. so Curtis is nineteen months. So I'm like I'm he's he's probably average size, but he is doing all that same stuff and making me totally crazy. Yeah. And it is a really hard time right now. And we're also in that phase where, like, he doesn't want to wear clothes. But, like, if he's just wearing his diaper, he figured out how to take off his mm -hmm. diaper now. So we're like, all right. And, like, some days I'm yeah. just like, I'm just going to be cleaning up pee because yeah. I, I just don't want to deal with it right now. Yeah. I'd rather just clean up pee. I'd rather clean pee up than actually, try and put clothes on you. Yeah. yeah. And he actually will help me clean up his pee when he pees on the floor. Oh, nice. So that's nice of him. <laughs> so I think... Like, yeah, the 18 months, you could have so just called and said, I have an 18, 18 month old months, yeah. and then hang up. No, but I'm glad because yeah. I think you remind us because like yeah. I'm in that point right now with my kids. So I know what you're talking about, but I wouldn't have remembered. I have like, completely forgotten. Yeah, you totally block it out. So I it's helpful yeah. to like see, it's <laughs> helpful how you lay out. Yeah. All of the things that are happening right now. It's so it's hard. It's just really hard. It's so much work. And you are doing a remarkable job. You really are. It's really hard. I'm sorry about your back. Yeah, too. I am too. And the no sleep. I'm really sorry. All of it. All of it. <laughs> sorry. Teresa. Yeah. What did we learn today? We <laughs> Did you see the blank <laughs> that both of us was like, mm, I don't know. We have learned that, once again, things that we think are helpful to say mm -hmm. are probably dismissive and insulting. La-la-la! <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wrap the show up on that yeah. every week. Yeah. Yeah. We need to stop telling people to enjoy stuff. <laughs> I if they're enjoying it, if they're going to enjoy it, they're going to enjoy it. Right. And if they say... They're having a hard time. Yeah. Do not tell them they are not. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. you dare yeah. rob them yeah. of how fucking hard it is. Yeah. 
just say, I am sorry. Would you like a coffee? Yeah. Can I give you $5? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. whatever. I yeah. just, yeah. I Stop it. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, all right. Do you want a quarter for the candy machine? Do you want a quarter? Yeah, that's right. Would you, would you like to stomp it out? You may. Yeah, it's just, you know, uh, that's all I got. Can we start coming in here and saying, what are we today? Sad, funny, <laughs> envious, or ambivalent? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Sad, funny. I really liked I those. really liked all of those yeah. categories. Yeah. And I the, feel like they're so applicable. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's that kid's book, My Silly Mood or My Mood yeah. Today by Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. There should be like a parent one. Yeah. And it's like the parent face. And you could change the mouth. Yeah. And the eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> ambivalent. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Funny. I love that. Yeah. That's a good idea. So I'm going to get on that. I think we also learned that none of us are having the same experience in life. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Yeah. We are, parenting is not one size fits all. Uh, neither are families. Neither are the kids in our house. Neither are genes. Okay. So like <laughs> there is no one size fits all. We're all coming at things from different places with different histories, um, and uh, we're seeing these experiences differently. And at the same time, there is a universality of the fact that it is relentless, and we are trying our best, okay? Mm -hmm. None of that reflects on your job or the person next to you, how they're doing it, okay? Everybody be nice. Be fucking nice, guys. Everybody, you're doing a really remarkable job. You really are, guys. I mean... You really are. You really... Seriously. Really are. Teresa... Yes. You are doing a good job. Do you want to sit in my lap? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you okay with lap sitting and not hugs? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> I know no one will take me up on it. <laughs> Fair. Mm, you are doing a good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.